It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we'll dive into the Thunder's game two against the Houston Rockets, in which they fell behind in the series 0-2. We'll have the full game recap, three big things from the game, and the MVP award of this contest as well as the Andrew Wiggins Award. We start in the pregame, though, where Lou Dort was announced to be back in the starting lineup, so that was amazing. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, Westbrook still has no timetable to return for the Houston Rockets. In that first quarter, you know, you, you had Shea playing well, and he played well uh, this entire game, and that was something we talked about in the game preview that has to happen. For Oklahoma City, to be successful, you have to have Shea playing like he has played all year long. And tonight, uh, in the playoffs, he gave you 31 points on 52% from the floor, 42% from beyond the arc, six rebounds, two assists, and a steal to his name as well. Shea was phenomenal, uh, and, and he looked more aggressive. He, he looked more like himself, and it was a, it was a great sight to see. Uh, and, and it does uh, lessen the burden of losing this game because – we all know this year was about house money. Now, since Thanksgiving, this team has been one of the best basketball teams in the NBA. Uh, but still, the expectation level and what we all wanted from this team was growth, development, and uh, we got that. I mean, you got that with Shea. You got that with Baisley as the year went on. You certainly got that with Lou Dort. Uh, you know, th- this season was house money. So losing, you know, going down in the series 0-2, it, it doesn't feel as hurtful as painful as the last two series uh, whenever you lose a game. But still, this team can compete, and and there's plenty of time to talk about the future. And we all know, uh, so let's just get this on the front end, we all know this this is not about winning a championship this year. Uh, We all know that that the Thunder are in a mode for the future, for the next 5, 15 years. They're in the mode for that. Uh, They're not in the mode for trying to win right now. Uh, But the bottom line is, they have been a very good basketball team this year in that they should be competing more than they are with Houston. Uh, so we can talk in this offseason 
uh, about the Thunder future and how an incredible it is. And we'll talk a lot about that today because their young players were their best players on the floor today. Uh, so we can talk all about how incredible uh, the Thunder future is. Uh, but we have all off season to do that. In fact, we don't know when the next season will start, so we might have you know four months of just talking about the future. So I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to talk about the here and now, and the and really I'll, I'm going to spin and savor, and I think you guys should too. Uh, these last few games here of meaningful basketball being played because it'll be the last time the Thunder play meaningful basketball for quite some time. So embrace it, enjoy it, and live the ups and downs uh, as best you can. So uh, again, we start with Shea. He was fantastic. The first Thunder player in double digits by the, by the uh, six minutes left in the halftime uh, before the first half break, I should say. Uh, he was he was fantastic. Uh, there's nothing else you can say about Shea. The step back was clicking. His shot looked on, which is something we've talked about on the show many, many times. Is about inside Orlando. The shot has been short. Uh, he hasn't got enough lift on his shot. His shot mechanics have not looked the same. He looked good in this game, and, and you hope that he can build on that as a young player. Uh, and, and it just goes to show how mature he is for a 22-year-old. I mean, the fact that the Rockets embarrassed him game one, shut him down in game one, made him look, you know, ineffective, packed the paint, and he didn't know what he didn't know how to counteract packing the paint. Uh, for him to look at that in game one, respond two days later uh, with this game, with a 31-point effort, leading the team in scoring, uh, and, and being the only reason you were in this ball game. I, I mean, you think about uh, you think about the just dried up offense the Thunder had before that explosion in the third quarter by Shea. Uh, that really that game could have blown out. This game could have gotten blown out of the water without Shea, Giddis Alexander. You had you had Dennis turning the ball over left and right. Chris Paul was horrendous in this contest. Adams was not good in this contest. Uh, I think he's hurt honestly. Uh, you would not get by in this game without Shea. You just wouldn't. And, and so for him to respond to that game one with this performance was was really. Uh, putting it on front street of why Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to be a top 15 player in this league. Now, he's not right now, but eventually in his career, he will be a top 15 player in this league. So to start your rebuild, to start your tanking that you're going to go through next season and probably the year after that, you already have a guy with top 15 potential in your organization. So that's a heck of a thing to have. And Shea showed that tonight. He really did. So, you have to tip your hat to what Shea did. Uh, but we did still see some Hamadou Diallo minutes. And I'll give Billy Donovan credit. He threw Hamadou Diallo out there at the beginning of uh, you know at the beginning of the rotation after the starters went out. He immediately threw Hamadou Diallo back out there. He only gave him three minutes, though. He had three minutes of just disastrous basketball, uh, and he pulled him right back off the floor, and he never saw the light of day again. I credit Billy Donovan for taking him out of the game quickly, Diallo, uh, but kind of we all knew it wasn't going to go well to even put him in the game in the first place, and that was a valuable three minutes in a game that you lost one, uh, 111 to 98. That was a valuable three minutes. Every stretch for the Thunder offensively is valuable because they cannot make up ground the same way Houston can make up ground. Threes are worth more than two, and you don't have guys that can shoot the three ball. I mean, Gallo got you one three ball. That's, that's your sharpshooter. He got you one this game. Shea got you three. Dort got you two of eight. And Chris Paul got you two of seven. And, of course, Dennis got two more. But this team is not going to make up points by shooting threes, so you cannot give away possessions the way Hamadou Diallo was. So to recognize that by Billy Donovan and to take him out of the game 
I thought was good, but I just did not understand why he was in the game in the first place. He had blown layups, terrible defense in that first quarter. Uh, that really kind of set the tone uh, for what that first quarter was going to become. That's a valuable three-minute stretch. In the playoffs, every single minute in possession is valuable uh, because the game slows down. You didn't, even, you didn't even crack 100 points in this game. You needed that. Uh, you needed something more than that, and you needed something more than Nader's 10 minutes. And, and I know people were calling for Nader to play. Uh, I wasn't really one of them, uh, and he, he got to play in this one and gives you a minus 13 with no shot attempts in 10 minutes. So the reason he was on the floor was for shooting. He couldn't get open, and his teammates couldn't find him, and he couldn't get a shot up in 10 minutes. And Baisley only gets three more minutes than that. Baisley needs to be playing a lot more. Darius Baisley has to play a lot more. And we'll talk about that uh, coming up. But we have to we have to spend a ton of time talking about Lou Dort. Lou Dort is fantastic. And listen, Shea is your guy. At worst, Shea is your number two when this team wins a championship. That's at worst. He's that good. It would take drafting somebody with the uh, abilities that Luka Doncic has. Someone like that to bump Shea down from that number two spot. But Lou Dort, as an undrafted rookie who spent his entire season on a two-way contract up until the day this team left for Orlando, who couldn't practice with this team because of being on that two-way contract. They didn't want to waste a day of that two-way contract on practice. He didn't get to practice with this team. And he's only 21 years old. And once again, he shuts down James Harden. He brought the life to the defense, energy to the defense. He, he, he is the only one who knows how to, how to stop James Harden without fouling. It, it, it's disheartening that the Thunder lose this game because Lou Dort gave everything he had in defending James Harden. James Harden, late in this ballgame, had 12 points to his name. 12. It was an awful game from James Harden because of Lou Dort. Because of what Lou Dort's defense did. And you put all those factors in there, but he can't practice with the team. Okay, He, he wasn't able to practice with the team. He went undrafted. Uh, he wasn't regarded highly. And now to see what he's doing. What's the ceiling for this 21-year-old? Can Lou Dort be the best defensive player we've ever seen? And I know it sounds insane, but, but what did everyone say, even myself say, heading into the series? You just can't stop James Harden. You, you cannot. Uh, there's no way to contain James Harden. James Harden struggled to get 21 points. Most of those points came off of Dennis Schroeder. He scores uh, 21 points on 31% from the field, uh, 18% from deep. He only got to the line nine times against the Thunder. What Lou Dort did against James Harden lays the foundation as a rookie in the NBA for someone who can grow into one of the best defenders we've we've ever seen. We have ever seen. To me, that's someone you can build with. To me, that's a building block. If you can do something at that high of a clip, because you look at what he does offensively, this is not an Andre Robertson situation. He can drive, he can dribble, he's aggressive, he knows how to cut, and the shooting. He has a good shot, a good looking shot. I know he went two for eight yesterday. I really do know that, obviously. But his free throw percentage indicates that he could grow into an admirable three-point shooter. Now, he's not going to be lights out by any means, uh, but a serviceable three-point shooter for Lou Dort mixed with 
potential that I think could make him one of the best defenders we've ever seen in this game. Makes him a building block. And we'll talk about another building block in Darius Baisley coming up. But I do want to tell you that you should start your mornings with the news that matters most in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nyla Badu and a team of award-winning journalists bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends that are shaping our world. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is an app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurants, and your food will be left right outside your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities operating in a safe manner. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off and a zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Darius Baisley has been phenomenal. And and I do want to start this out uh, with the three young guys, because that's the most important part to me. As we know, this season has been about house money. It's been about growing. It's been about developing. It's been about the future this whole time. And Darius Baisley showed he can play in this league. He's a building block for this franchise. I've been raving since May about the potential Darius Baisley has and about the playmaking ability that Darius Baisley has. And you saw it on full display in this game where Darius Baisley gets a rebound, you know, dribbles out a little bit to the mid-range area, quickly turns around towards the basket and dumps it off to Steven Adams for a wide-open Steven Adams layup. He nails a three-pointer as well. He's running the floor very well. Even in a weird scenario, a weird situation where – You don't really know what the Rockets are doing. They don't have a center on the floor. They look kind of funky out there. You still know whenever you watch this series that Darius Baisley belongs on the same floor as each and every one of these players. He defends hard to the best of his ability with that length and that size he has without fouling. Uh, I love Darius Baisley with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I I really want him to play a ton more minutes. You need to give him all of Nader's minutes all of Diallo's minutes, you need to get him on the floor more. Your rotations are supposed to shrink in the postseason, and you spent 13 minutes between Diallo and Nader, two guys who provide you literally nothing. At least Darius Baisley can provide you something. At least he can provide you something. I would have loved to see more from Darius Baisley. And and even if you want to wave the white flag after this game and and you think that this series is over, and we'll talk about that prospect here in a little bit, uh, but – even if that's the case, then you should even more want Darius Baisley to play because he's one of the three guys who are going to be here when this team is ready to contend again. 
you go up and down this roster. When this team is ready to win a championship, there's going to be no Andre Robertson. There's going to be no Mike Muscala. There's going to be no Deontay Burton. There's going to be no Terrence Ferguson. There's going to be no Abdul Nader. There's going to be no Hamadou Diallo. There's going to be no Dennis Schroeder. There's going to be no Nerlens Noel. There's going to be no Chris Paul. There's going to be no Gallinari. Uh, there's probably not going to be a Steven Adams. In fact, I feel pretty confident in when this team wants to win a championship, there's not going to be a Steven Adams. So you're going to have Dort, Shea, and Darius Baisley. And Darius Baisley needs to be on the floor for meaningful basketball minutes, not only to grow, but because he's one of your best players already. He's much better than Diallo. He's much better than Nader. At this point in this matchup, I'd say he's much much better than, than Noel. In this specific matchup. I really hope in Game 3 we just get a heavy dose of, of Baisley running the small ball five. Because it's certainly not going to be uh, Steven Adams who helps you win this series. It's just not. I know he's a fan favorite. I know people have tried to put the cape on for Steven Adams. But first of all, he doesn't look healthy. He just doesn't. He's moving you know, He's moving as if he's a 40-year-old man out there. His body is just breaking on him, and it's sad to see. But furthermore, he plays 30 minutes in this game, gets you 8 points, 11 rebounds against a, a small Houston squad while leaving open countless Houston shooters. He's not providing you what you need out of a center against the Houston Rockets, and Baisley can help do that. Even Noel can help do that a little bit more, but I'm still not in love with that prospect because of Noel just falling in love with that ability to block shots to where the Rockets are not giving you that enough to, to, to warrant you staying down there. You need to get out on perimeter shooters. So so I want to see Baisley play more. I wanted to give a quick shout-out to start the show with Shea, with Dort, and with Baisley to kind of remind everyone, take a breath. I know that they're down on two. I know that we wanted to win this series so bad, but the future's in good hands. And we can talk quickly about this. You look at next year coming up. In the Western Conference, the only team that will try – actively try to lose is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Even the Timberwolves. Tonight they win the lottery. They get the first overall pick. They just traded for D'Angelo Russell. They have Carl Anthony Towns. They're even trying to win. I mean, every team is trying to win. Now, you never know uh, what the injury situation will be like, just like the Warriors this year, the number two pick overall. They weren't planning on that. Uh, but whenever Clay Thompson's hurt, when Steph Curry's hurt, uh, that's how it's going to go. So you, so you never know how it's going to even out once we start the season. But as of right now, the only Western Conference team – that's heading into next year planning on losing is the Thunder. So that gives you the best odds you can at a 14% chance to get a top four pick, to get the number one pick, and, and to try to capitalize on what many are saying, including myself, that these next two draft classes are absolutely loaded with, with talent. So this is a, a perfect time to tank. So I wanted to start that out this way. Now we can transition into this series and talk about meaningful basketball uh, for you know, again, the last time for at least a couple of years here as the team decides to tank and, and figure out what to do next with the organization. So so you look at this game, and Austin Rivers goes off, but but it was really contained in a moderate second quarter for Austin Rivers. He, he went off for a nice stretch, but you were able to combat that really quickly. My biggest thing with this series is you were leaving way too many open shooters in this game w- wide open yet again. And no Russell Westbrook on the floor does help Houston in that sense that, that he'll all James Harden will always have uh, four shooters around him. There's always going to be five shooters on the floor. Russell Westbrook is someone you can sag off of a little bit uh, and feel confident. You can't do that at any time uh, with this current roster without Westbrook on there. Uh, my biggest issue was 
the team, the Thunder team, would always collapse on the paint. If someone, if someone on the Rockets would act like they were going to drive and they'd get inside the perimeter, everyone would close out to the paint and try to collapse around him. Give the Rockets as many open layups as they want to. Give them as many as they want to. That's a heck of a lot better than giving up wide open threes to a Houston team that's going to shoot 50 of them a night. Because you certainly cannot shoot 50 threes a night. You cannot stay competitive by hitting threes. You can only stay competitive by hitting twos. So give them twos and make sure they can't hit threes. And then just try to outwork them for those two points. That's what you have to do. Again, the the percentages, the Rockets shot the exact same percentage as the Thunder did. I mean, 33.9, let's just round up to 34%. The Thunder shot 34% from three. The difference is the Rockets shot 56 of them. The Thunder shot 32 The Rockets made 19 of them. The Thunder made 11. And I just don't understand why the Thunder are collapsing in the paint at all. Just everyone stay on the perimeter. Everyone guard the perimeter. If they get a wide open three, so be it. And if they get a wide open layup, so be it. Don't give them the wide open three. That's all you have to do against Houston. And the Thunder offense was terrible. They started settling for long threes. They were playing ISO ball, your turn, my turn, without an ISO killer. Chris Paul was dreadful in this game. He said so himself after the contest. He was dreadful in this game. You don't have an ISO player anymore. You cannot play ISO ball. And that's what him and Dennis tried to do. And it just is not going to work against Houston. They act like they've never seen a team that will switch defensively the way that Houston does. And, you know, even if the Thunder won this game, uh, there are not a lot of positives to take away from this, even if they would have came back and won or if they would have held on to that lead. You went on an 11-0 run to only go up one point. You only led by one at the end of the third quarter after the Rockets in that quarter shot 22%. They shot 22% in an entire quarter, and you were up one point. After entering that quarter, leading by six, you were up one point by the end of it. And then a 16-2 run for the Rockets puts it away without James Harden on the floor. And we've talked about the ISO ball and everything else like that. My biggest thing is, even if the Thunder won this series, excuse me, won this game, it would not be encouraging for this series. Until the very late stages in this game, when Dennis got put on James Harden, James Harden had 12 points. He had 12 points, and your role players for Houston were not hitting wide-open shots. Those two things are never going to happen again, and you still struggled to win a game in which Houston did not have Russell Westbrook, did not have uh, you know, a great night from the role players, and did not have a good James Harden effort you still struggled to even keep pace with Houston. They end up beating you anyway. So we transition now to the three big things from the night. My number one thing is that this series is over. Now, I know that typically series don't start till a road team wins a game. The Thunder, you can never count them out. They're the comeback kids this season. Uh, I, I know all of the hokey stuff about, uh, uh, you know, don't give up on this team and you're not a real fan if you give up on the team. Again, the bottom line is, Even if they won this game, I would be saying the same thing. The Rockets played about as bad as they're going to play. 
they played in this game about, about as bad as they're going to play. They had seven turnovers. They were only a minus seven on the glass. They couldn't hit their shots consistently, even though they were wide open. They still only went for 33% from the three, and the field goal percentage for them doesn't matter because they only had to take three pointers, but still that was only 41% as well. Uh, they shot terribly, uh, even though they were wide open. They didn't uh, you know, they didn't have an explosion from anyone. You know, it's not like someone on the bench uh, just absolutely torched the thunder. I mean, Daniel House played well. They had a lot of guys play well, but no one just got anything they wanted to. Daniel House, again, had almost 20 points in this game, uh, but it was all within the flow of the offense, and, and most of that uh, was due to just some just awful defense by the thunder. You're playing awful defense. They don't have Russell Westbrook, and they did not get a good James Harden game. I mean, 21 points on 31% shooting from the floor and 18% from deep, and most of those points coming up against Dennis Schroeder. That's not a good James Harden game. So not a good James Harden game, no Russell Westbrook, and the role players uh, barely did their job. And Houston still beats you 111-98. to I don't see a pathway for you to win this series if that's how it's going to go. If that's what we're talking about here, I don't see a, a way you can win this series. But still... It is the Thunder. It's Chris Paul. You don't want to count them out. I get it. Saturday is obviously a must-win game. You you cannot go down 3-0 for sure. Uh, but in my opinion, you can't win four before they win two. That's just the way these two teams match up. Again, right now what you're saying to yourself, if you still believe in this team, if you're still a positive, uh, you're still looking at this series in a positive way, you're saying to yourself, well, just wait till Russ gets back. Just wait till Russ comes back. He'll ruin the offensive flow. He'll play too emotionally. He'll get too emotionally charged like he did against Ricky Rubio, like he did against Damian Lillard. He'll do that against Chris Paul, and he'll ruin the Rockets. You're banking on a top 20 player in the NBA to play bad, to save your team and to help your team win a series. It's not a good bet, in my opinion. Or, or, or even if it does happen, uh, which it has the last two postseasons, it still shows the gap between these two teams. My number two thing, though, is Lou Dort is legit. Again, you can call it a hot take if you want to. I think that he's proven it. Uh, you know, you look at the advanced numbers, he's he's first in defensive miles traveled. He, he's first in a lot of defensive categories uh, that, truly, um, that truly put stock into the defensive stats. He is phenomenal in this, at defense. I think he can truly, at 21 years old, without even practicing with an NBA team all season long until they got to the bubble, I think he can be one of the best defenders to ever play in the NBA. So that's a big deal that you got out of this series. And then my, th- my number three big thing is that all hopes of running it back, if you were somebody who thought this team wouldn't tank, if you were somebody who thought this team would just re-sign Gallinari, not trade Chris Paul, they just go after it again because, by God, they were almost a four seed. And I've fallen into that as well. Uh, that's done. That's done. Because we've seen when this formula gets to the postseason, the game slows down even more, and you're forced to go star for star, you don't have enough stars. You don't have enough, and especially when Chris Paul is a minus 36, scores 14 points on 40% shooting from the floor and 28% from deep with only six rebounds and two assists. The point God is is his nickname. He gets you two assists in this game. He's got to be better than that. But this team cannot win in the postseason. That's to take nothing away from this season. This season has been incredible. It's been fun. It's It's been awesome, and in the regular season, that's been the best 
brand of basketball the Thunder organization has ever played. Now, I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about the brand of basketball, the style of basketball. Of course, it was way fun to watch Kevin Durant uh, do the amazing things he did in Oklahoma City. And, and Russell Westbrook, same thing. James Harden, same thing. But the, the brand of basketball as a team, as a team coming together and playing that way, was the best brand of basketball we've seen. This season is still an overwhelming success. Overwhelming success. Because we knew that they couldn't tank and get the first overall pick this year. Uh, so as long as you didn't land in the middle and, and, and miss the playoffs by a game, anything would be successful this year. You just so happen to tie for the, best, for the fourth best record in the West uh, and be a phenomenal team since Thanksgiving. But, but all hopes of, of this team reuniting next year and trying again or Sam Presti doing that, in my opinion, are lost. That's not happening. They're going to enter the tank. It's a smart move to enter the tank, and it's not going to take as long as most franchises because you already have Shea, you already have Baisley, you already have Dort. Now, Shea is the only uh, piece of a big three. In my opinion, you need at least three guys to win you a championship. So you've already got one in Shea. You've got 15 future first-round picks, which is 15 tries to get the next two. But all hopes, in my opinion, of running this back is, is, is done. It's over. And I think the series is over. But I will say, if, if they win Saturday and they win Monday, of course, everything's back on the table. But I just don't see, if you couldn't get this game, if you could not win a game in which all of the things we talked about happened, bad James Harden game, the role players were not hitting open shots for most of this contest. If you still lose that game, then then I want you to send a tweet in at Rylan underscore Styles, or if you don't have Twitter, send an email in, lothunderpod at gmail.com. I want you to detail me a game in which the Thunder win in this series. If it's not a game in which for 90% of the contest, whenever Lou Dort was on the floor, James Harden had 12 points, and your role players for the Rockets were not hitting shots. If that's not the game they win, what is the game they win? I don't think they're going to get swept, but I think they're going to eventually win a game. Uh, but it's hard for me, if you can't win this one, to think you're going to turn around and win four more. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It really is hard to see that happening. So I think that this series is over. I think that the hope of running it back and not tanking to me is over. And then Lou Dort being legit is a huge deal. Coming up, we'll hand out the game MVP and the Andrew Wiggins Award. So we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Be on the lookout tomorrow for a special Saturday edition of Locked On Thunder after the game. We're going to recap game number three because on Monday we'll be previewing a pivotal game four in this series. So this podcast is giving you Everything you can handle when it comes to Thunder coverage. The only Thunder podcast that happens every single day. You can hit me up on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And tell me who was your MVP of this game as we head now to the MVP of the game. 
right now. You the real MVP. The MVP of the game for me is Shea Gilgis Alexander. He was just fantastic in this one. Obviously, when you score 30 points in a playoff game, it's always going to be a big deal. Uh, but you know, 31 points, 52% from the field, 42% from three, six rebounds, two assists, and a steal, plus seven on the game. Shea showed you in this game, he's at worst your number two when you hopefully hoist the Lirio Trophy. And that's a brilliant thing. In year two, he's already showing you that, and he has shown you that all year as your leading scorer. He finally did it in a postseason game in a Thunder uniform after having a brilliant postseason with the Clippers last year against the Warriors. So Shea has shown he can play in the postseason, which is a huge deal that we don't have to wait and find that out uh, or if he or if he can't play in the postseason years from now. We already know heading into this rebuild, Shea can be a postseason player. He's a postseason guy. He can get you wins in the postseason. If anyone played remotely as good as Shea did on the offensive end, the Thunder win this game. Shea dragged you to where you were in this game. Multiple times in this game, Shea bailed you out and saved you from getting absolutely blown out by the Houston Rockets, getting ran out of the gym by the Houston Rockets. So Shea deserves a ton of credit, and he's the MVP of this game. The Andrew Wiggins Award of the game, the role player that lit up the Oklahoma City Thunder was Daniel House, 38 minutes, 19 points, 46% from the field, 37% from deep with three three-pointers, nine rebounds, three assists. He's the reason that the Rockets did not get buried on the glass. The Rockets only losing uh, a matchup with the Thunder where they play a traditional center nonstop between Adams and Noel. They only won the rebounding edge by seven in this one. What's the point of playing a traditional center against a small ball lineup if you still cannot outmuscle them and get the rebounds? So that's what happened in this one. I took the Thunder plus two bet, lost it. I'm never taking the Thunder again in this series. I'm just not doing it. I just cannot do it with the Thunder in this series, no matter what the line is. The line would have to be plus 22 for me to take the Thunder again. I, out of principle, I cannot take the Thunder uh, on any bet from now on. So to check out my game three pick, you have to go on Twitter because we won't have a preview show, but we will have a recap show. So be sure to tune back in and subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you get your podcast from. That way you never miss an episode. It's every single day and even a bonus pod occasionally like we'll have tomorrow to recap game three. It's going to be fun. Hopefully the Thunder get their first playoff win. Hopefully I get to talk about my first ever playoff win as the as the Locked On Thunder host. That would be a lot of fun uh, after Saturday. So that game will tip off at about 5 o'clock on, I believe, TNT. Uh, but, of course, you can watch every game on Fox Sports Oklahoma. Uh, but that's all we have for today. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore T-I-L-E-S. If you don't have Twitter, email the show. Anything you want to email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.